0: You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Kyler Kurbison, and Reed Bacon.
1: Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curveson, joining us, Reed Bacon. Uh, I think this is going to actually be a good one, even though we're coming off a loss to Missouri, um, one that I think was a little unexpected in a lot of our eyes, but hopefully Reed and I can clear the muddy waters a little bit and give some perspectives to everyone. So um, before we get into everything that is that Missouri loss, Reed, how are we doing, bud?
0: Hey brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Yep.
1: One of those days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing Grizzlies basketball because I'm not going to wear, I, I guess I probably should have worn a ten, my Tennessee basketball hoodie if I was thinking because they had a nice win against Wisconsin, but uh, it's uh, next. <laughs> it's uh, it's November, so I'm I'm not getting excited about basketball in November. Uh, for, I mean I mean college basketball in November and Grizzlies. You know we haven't started off good this year, but we don't have Jawick. He's, uh, he's he's serving his 25 game suspension for playing with uh playing with handguns. Uh, but yeah, you know Titans lost, balls lost. Uh, but I'm going to say it was still, it was still a good weekend. I still had a, I still had a nice weekend, but I echo what you said. I going into this, I've done more prep for this than I have in a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have some really good points. I'm happy that I looked on social media a little bit after the game. And on Sunday, I listened to a brief little bit of the call-in show after the game. Cause I was driving to eat dinner with Megan. I listen to Jimmy Himes and Tim Irwin every Sunday on my way to Mass, and so I, I like to hear the call-ins. Not even necessarily what what their answers are, but I want to hear what the call-ins are from the fans. And yeah. I thought about those things when I broke this down. Um, I'm Get gonna a little ask,
1: temperature you, of the room.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna ask you how you're doing, and then I'm gonna go into my, my opening statement.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, there's always uh, just a big damper on my mood when we lose, and especially when we lose games like this. So, that's not always great. I absolutely dreaded watching the film, because I was already so annoyed. Um, and it's kind of, reviewing this stuff has kind of like tussled my thought process in my head. Because uh, I'm like, Trying to explain where I come from. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Annie
0: for some reason, is in my bed, crawling around like she's going to lay down. Now she's barking at me. I have no idea why she's barking. <laughs> Bernie, what is it? Do you not want to hear Kyler talk? You're okay.
1: Do you not like oh. me anymore, Annie?
0: Sorry, go ahead. I apologize.
1: No, but it's just, I think there's, a, I, I feel I have a different perspective than most, just being a former player, but... I can see where a lot of people's frustrations are, um, especially if like, you're not sure what it is, right? What, you know, why is it this way? Why is it that road games are difficult? Um, You know, why is it that we couldn't get the offense going? Uh, You know, a lot of comments about like, we abandoned the run game, uh, this game in Florida and those kinds of comments is like, that's why I I like to do this show. Like, that's why I like to talk about this stuff because I want to like help people understand that it's not that simple. Honestly, (laughs) like it's really not that simple that like, Oh, they didn't do well on offense because they just tried to pass the ball the whole time. No, it's, it's a lot more complicated and there's a lot more stuff to it.
0: I couldn't agree more. I'm excited to jump in uh, or jump. I didn't mean to jump you there. I, I agree completely. I talked to you yesterday and I said, how are you feeling? And I know you were upset and you said, I don't want to rewatch it. And I said, I'm excited to rewatch it. As I've said on here, it gives me the answers to the test. Why, what happened there and that. And, this sounds really really bad, but I've said it before and I don't want it to come off like I'm attacking, but people just make comments and they they're just talking out of their ass. Like it, and I get it. It's I'm not saying they're not intelligent. They just they don't they don't either spend time to go back and rewatch and mm-hmm. try to just calm down take it for what it is, look at each play individually, figure out what it is. But you got people calling and wanting people on hot seats. They want different coaches fired. They're saying this, that, and the other. It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, one of my favorites. And we're going to get into this because I I want to hear, you have on here what's next. I don't really have too much on that, so I'm excited to hear what you think. But, you know, talking about, well, Tim Banks, you know, I heard one guy call into the Jimmy and, and, um, and Tim Irwin show. I think it's Sunday Sports Soundoff is what it's called. And I was happy that Jimmy was like, yo, 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 guy, like, chill out. This caller was calling in. He just said, like, our defense isn't good. We've never been good. Tim Banks, like, he, he doesn't do a very good job. Like, we can't do – and Jimmy's like, come on, like, hold on. like." And he reminds him of some of the different games that they've played and they've played well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Thank- I'm glad Jimmy did that because – and and I'll just start there. I'll kind of get off the tangent of hearing people make comments – uh, that they just really don't know what they're talking about is as bad as the defense played, as as ugly as some of the plays looked, and we're going to get into those. The defense did not lose us this game, in no. my opinion. The offense is still the reason we lost this game. I got on Xbox Live last night and was talking with Nathan um, and Jack. Not Nathan, by the way. Not not Nathan Hughes. Shout out to Nathan Hughes. Yes, Had shout a- out, Big Nathan had his baby boy Strider Reed Hughes, which I'm very honored about that. So that, that was awesome. I remember when he told me that they were, they were going to be naming, naming him after me or using my name type vibe. And I was, it was awesome. It was really, really cool. So shout out to him. And like I texted him, no bad, no matter the loss, he won this weekend. So anyways, not that Nathan, not that Nathan, but I was talking with Jack and Nathan last night, two of my buddies on Xbox live. And you know they're talking about the game and i think jack made a comment like hey we got pushed around we did get pushed around he's like our defense didn't show up did it? i said jack whether the defense didn't play their best game or not we a 1000% it was the offense's fault and and there's there's no doubt in my mind about that i can sit here and tell you that the game was 13 to 7 well into the you know
1: second half it was here's the here's game. here's the ultimate um explanation is we got the ball back with a little under 12 minutes left in the game down two scores.
0: Yeah,
1: Our defense was, they had only scored 22 points at that point with a little bit under 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They had only scored 22 points. So you're telling me our offense can't get to 22 points. That's, that's the kind of riding on what's like, come on guys. Like, yes, yeah. We had two drives that just puttered out and we weren't able to get anything out of it. And then they eventually scored another one, but they only scored 29 total. They didn't even get to 30. The the extra points were off of pick six. So it's like offense is responsible for as many points as they as they gained as giving to the other team. That's not a good recipe.
0: I, I completely agree. I mean, as as bad as some of the plays look, with Cook running free, or receivers running free and getting back, and all, as bad as it looked, as bad as we got pushed around, all that, they still bowed up and they still got off the field and they still got held in the field goals on someone. It's like this was a thousand percent a team loss. If this was a team loss, but this was a thousand percent on the offense yeah. in 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 my in my opinion. So he, here's a couple overview things. Missouri, I'm not gonna joke and say that Missouri was was playing their Super Bowl, but they've gotten their ass kicked by us two years in a row. They're gonna remember that.
1: Oh, yeah. Missouri,
0: Missouri is a good football team. They're not. They're not bad at all. No, they're they a
1: very good football team. There's a reason they only have one loss, and it's to Georgia, and it's I uh, think a one score loss. Like what was it, thirty to twenty one?
0: No, they have two losses. They have two losses. They're oh, yes,
1: they lost to LSU in a shootout.
0: Right. So, yeah. so they're a good football team. I thought they. I thought they had a really really good offensive game plan, which is the same game plan that we've seen from Florida, we've seen from Bama, we saw some South Carolina, we saw from Austin P, a lot of window dressing, some dink and dunks, quarterbacks trying to run. It was this 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 was not an offensive game plan that was new. This this was absolutely what we've seen multiple times. Sometimes it's worked against us and other times we shut it down. So they executed well um but yeah they made plays they were they were more physical they were playing at home the people that talked about this loss being worse than the Florida loss no way in my opinion these people talk about this worse being worse this loss being worse than South Carolina last year no way in in my opinion this is a quality football team
1: yeah and South so- Carolina wasn't even close to quality Florida is not close to quality um and the Florida game felt more like the Austin P game in the same vein, uh, where it really was just like we are not playing to where we can. Because that Florida game, that's not the same. That I'm, I'm not going to that Florida game so it's a pick em. Like, I don't know. Like, we could lose to Missouri like I did last week. Versus Florida, it was like, let's go down there and win. Like, I know it's hard to win in the swamp, but, let's, I mean, we're better than this team. When you put it thought- down on paper, we're better than that team.
0: I, I thought it was going to be a ten point ten point win, and we were still favored in that game. Now, granted, we were favored against Missouri. If if my memory serves, the spread was much closer for this game, and I think one or two outlets, whether it was like analytics versus betting or whatever the case might be, it was like Missouri was favored, no, Tennessee was favored. So I say all that to say, and and the other thing is too, no way can this loss be worse than the South Carolina game last year because of no. what we had riding on that game. We had a chance to go into the college football playoffs. This is this is who this team is. Now, last thing I'll say on kind of like an overview and then we can get into the offense. The other thing is like once I remove my emotions of I hate losing – you know, I, I I don't like to see them celebrate. You know, Eli Drinkowitz finally gets his revenge and gets to make his comments. And when I get past all that, this is still who this team is this year, Kyler. Th- this is who this Tennessee team is. It's um, some inconsistent players, some in- inconsistent play as a team. We've won some games and we've played to our potential. We've looked pretty bad and gotten our ass kicked in, in some games when we didn't play up to our potential, but this is kind of who this team was going to be. Now I think yeah. this second and two entering the year, I quickly said once I watched the, the first couple games, I said that that ain't it. And so like people shouldn't be super surprised that this happened it, in my opinion, like this is who this team is. And then we get into it and we talk about some of the players on this team. This is some of who these players are. Um that's that's kind of the last little thing I have on on overview. And let's let's if you don't have anything else, let's jump into to the offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll just jump into it. You're I'm agreeing with all your sentiments, but um, offensively, I, I you know, and I was thinking about this a lot. A lot of people want to say that you know maybe it's play calling, right? Or you know they're not running the ball enough. Uh, that's like a, you know, common excuse or, um, you know, they're not setting Joe up with the right play calls or like, uh, you can't run the same thing again and again, you know, things of that nature. Like, I don't know if everyone understands how plays are drawn up, how plays are created to be in the playbook. Every single offensive play is created to be a touchdown. That's what it is. It's not created to get three yards, right? I don't have an inside zone scheme run in my playbook so that I can get three yards. That's all I want. No, it has the absolute possibility of being a touchdown run if it's run correctly. If it is run properly, it can be a touchdown. If it is run into the right defense, it can be a touchdown. That is the same for every single play. Now, can you figure out what defense they're running? Can you force them into a defense that you know this play will work versus, right? You make them start running man. You know this play works well versus man. You make them bounce out of the box. You know this run is really good versus a light box. Can you force them into those scenarios? Okay, you forced them into those scenarios. Now you're calling that play. Now what happens when your center gets beat one-on-one? What do you do then? Now what happens when your quarterback throws it to the wrong guy? What do you do? Now what happens when your wide receiver gets beat in his one-on-one matchup with a DB? Now what do you do? It is it is in the player's hands at that point. I'm, I'm a former player. I understand the pressure that is put on everybody that is out there. And a lot of the things that I watch and a lot of things that I see, I look at the players. I don't look at it as like, oh, they're running this route versus this defense, and this is what's going to be open. No, I'm like, Mincy, why the hell are you lunging? Why are you lunging on a guy on third and long, and Joe has to get rid of the ball in the flat and misses Jalen Wright? What are you doing? You force that throw just by bad technique as an offensive lineman. Is it Joe's fault that he's got a hand in his face while he's trying to throw out there? Is it Jalen Wright's fault that the ball's behind him? And he tries to make a play and tries to catch it. No. Is it Cooper's fault? He was blocking right. Was it John Campbell's fault? No, he's blocking right. One guy. One out of 11 messes up on a play. That's what happens. Everyone has to be on the same page. On defense, it's a little different. Yeah, you can have one guy mess up and ends up being a touchdown. But the way defense is structured, there's the first layer of the defensive line. There's the second of the linebackers. There's the third of the DBs. It is almost you have safety valves, right? behind you. You have that next layer of defense behind you. Um, so it gives you a chance to have mistakes on offense. It literally ruins place. And I just kept seeing one guy miss one guy, not do his job. One guy, not get up to the second level. One guy, not continue on that double team of the defensive lineman. One, it was just, what can you say? What. We, Dylan had a run down to the six yard line. It gets called back for a holding on Jacob Warren. It's one guy. We were in the in, we were in the red zone. We I, I,
0: I I don't want to get sidetracked, but I have the, the the call on Squirrel and and Jacob there was horrendous. I think a lot of people. Well, I know a lot of Tennessee fans were really mad about the refs in Bama, and could get mad at some other stuff. I'm more mad at the refs in this game than I was against Alabama,
1: and we'll get that, there. That one. That play right there of those two holding calls, I it's thought terrible. was very ticky tack on Jacob. Yes, you could probably see it on him. That was not a hold on Squirrel. I just was an absolute pancake by Squirrel, and I freaking love it. And the second penalty that I almost lost my mind was a face mask on Gabe Judy Lally. Yeah, yeah. that is the most ridiculous call I've ever seen in my life.
0: The thing it, about it, it is it, he was he had hands on face mask he was being held. So if anything, it's offsetting. Because if anything. He, he, you can see you can see this. If you can see that. And and I disagree with you on the Jacob. J- that was, I didn't see, Jacob didn't even engage with him long enough to their beholding. If anything, it was engaged and just kind of like that. It wasn't an extension. So I, I hated that. And and I'm going to one-up one one more you here. I hate it. Fucking hated the call on Omar Norman Lodge. That quarterback got up and just jumped up into him. Yeah. And I promise you, yeah. I would not have been able to restrain myself the way that Omar did. Omar yeah, he was looking up.
1: down at Omar.
0: He was taunting him. He got up, got in his face, and was looking down at him. And, and Omar just got up and kind of pushed him out of the way, like, let me go. And they called it. I was furious there. Yeah. And I get that they always say, you catch the second one. But they were looking at the whole thing. It wasn't like, kind of like, you know, one of those senses where someone punches and you can see they're not looking at it and they see the next guy punch. I get that. They see what's going on here and they see that he stands up and gets over him and that Omar's just going and pushes him and continues running. Omar doesn't push him and stand there and keep talking. He pushes him and goes. And I can promise you there was nothing... I laughed because I did it, but because I hated it. If I blasted somebody or just, I stood over them because I know if someone did it to me or may tackle me, there was nothing more infuriating than if they want to stand over me like they're better than me. So, like, if I was Omar, he handled it way better than I did. So, anyways, not to say, Kyler, that there's not some responsibility on coaches. There were plenty of times that we've watched games in our times. and like, we don't like that call. We don't necessarily like that formation. We don't understand. We don't understand why they did this there.
1: Now, on specific runs, the short yardage runs, we've always talked about, like why are they going shotgun? You know, why did they end up running it this kind of play? Like we we talked about little stuff like that. But no, no, agreed.
0: And even even in your world, what you're talking about, like when we're in shotgun, it's still drawn up to work well. We just we want you all to know that we're not blaming everything on the players. Mm -hmm. There, There are still times where, like, hey, we don't love this call here. We don't like this call there but the, the 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 loss the immediate reaction is we effing stink all of our players suck and the coaches suck and it's just like i don't do well with that when it's a week ago you're like well we're kind of incredible like we, we we got a chance like i mean we're going to we beat missouri georgia better watch out you don't know how many tennessee fans i've heard that has been calling it from the summer that we're going to beat georgia like from the summer everyone's like hey it's just kind of weird we're playing them at home like i could see us maybe losing on the road to missouri but we're probably going to beat Georgia and I'll go ahead and foreshadow it. I don't think we're going to beat Georgia, but I'll be pretty surprised if this team doesn't bounce back really well, play really well, fight hard and kind of, kind of keep it somewhat close. Yeah. I think,
1: I think a good perspective point is to say, how you guys are feeling right now. How will you feel in a week if we were to beat Georgia, would this game even be on your mind? Like, it's like, yeah, you'd want to have won this game to like possibly go to the sec, but like, this is not going to be a determining factor of how you see Heipel moving forward throughout his entire career.
0: I, I think if you really want to get into why this happened before we actually give all the examples, why this happened is this team is who they are. They're a, a three, four, five loss team this season because they're inconsistent. They, they are – we have a bunch of 82s and 85s in Madden, and yep. sometimes they're going to play pretty well, and other times they don't play well. And when each player decides to make multiple mistakes on a drive or on one play or they don't execute, is Aaron Beasley a bad football player, Kyler? No, he's not. But he didn't play his best game. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is, is, is um, Elijah Herring – a bad football player no i don't think elijah herring's a bad football player he did not play well this game at all Mm -hmm. but that that's my point is like this is who this team is we know well you and i know that hypo knows how to coach ball he knows how to coach offense there are things that i would like to see different i wish we could clean up a few things with penalties and you know different stuff like that but we know that he can coach ball and i believe that he built a pretty good culture so the really the only thing that i'm looking at hypo with is your roster management. I think that it's his fault that we have Joe at quarterback. And maybe I, – I don't I don't know how you could go into the season back, all right, we're going in the season with Joe. It's a bridge year. I got Nico next year. I think Joe's good enough to get me eight or nine wins, whatever. I don't know how coaches would think that way. But the, his real responsibility is to get – we got some really good dogs on the defensive line, whether they didn't play good or not. We have some bona fide dudes. Now we need a bona fide linebacker. We need a bona fide safety to come in and we need to keep adding on the offensive line. You you see what I'm saying? That's where I put more responsibility on him than like his play calling and then the execution type argument. I
1: I get what you're saying. I I think the roster development is definitely part of it. Um, I think one aspect of that is he had a bunch of transfers. Like, He didn't develop anybody from – like, last year wasn't developed over time. Like, last year was developed over a year. Like, that's how long the guys were there. Um, And when you really, like, break it down, in this game, if you compare to last year's offense, our best three wide receivers were were gone. Our number one tight end, our number one tackle, our number one guard, our quarterback were all gone on offense. Right. You replaced all those guys from last year's Missouri game to here. You replaced all of those guys. So I understand why Hypo went into the season going, Joe is my quarterback. I have a freshman here that's going to be very, very good. But right now, if I put him in versus Joe in, I have a better chance of winning with Joe back there because Joe knows what I'm going to tell him. He knows every call. He knows what he's been doing. He's been a very good leader on this team. He earned the starting position twice, had it taken away from him once, stayed humble, stayed on the team. All the guys there like him. What does it say to the team when a coach says, hey, I'm going to sit the six-year senior so that I can get the freshman ready for next year? What does that say to every other player in that team of like, Joe deserves this? This is Joe's last chance. You're telling me he doesn't Uh,
0: hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. We're not I I can't get into this.
1: Joe deserves this. He's
0: been here. Like that's not how that's not how life works. That's not how football works. If Nico's the better player, then Nico should have been playing. I'm gonna trust Hypel and say that Nico wasn't ready, and that's why he's playing Joe, even though he knows Joe's limitations. He still said this is still the best opportunity at this point. So right. so, do, so, 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 so so now, if, hold, now on, hold on hold on
1: the SEC championship is not on the board. Now what do you say? I if
0: if if he in his heart still thinks Joe is the best player to go out and compete against Georgia, compete against Vandy and win a ball game, then that's who he needs to play. That's who if he because you're talking about what if he played Nico to start the season? What is that saying to all the six-year seniors? Well, it should fucking say that he believes that Nico is the best player to play. If I, I don't care, I don't care what position. If I'm the linebacker on the team, if I'm the long snapper, whatever, I need to trust my coach to be like. There's no political. There's no yeah. future. There's no nothing. He's playing who the best player is.
1: And that's what I, I agree. Want- I agree with you. I agree I with you on that. that he's playing I, I the best know. player. I'm saying the opinion of most is who cares if Joe's playing put Nico in get him ready for later this is not like it's literally like not even about the season it's about next season and I'm just like sure
0: sure now now it's to the point I I mean fine now now it's to the point it's like fine if he if we know what Joe is we don't you know whatever the goals were going into the year in yeah. Coach Heupel's head, which I'm assuming Coach Heupel is a competitor, he's like, I want to win all these games, and I would want to try to make the SEC championship. If that was his goal, and we're not going to achieve it now, sure, p- put Nico in. Like that, that's fine with me. But you know, um, I don't know. I just get, I just get frustrated with the like. Joe's deserves this. Nico should be in. Nico shouldn't be in. We're punting on the season. the The goal is to win, win each game that you play. That's yeah. the goal. And so I have to trust him that he's not getting into any weird political or weird future mindsets he's like I'm trying to beat Georgia and this is who gives me the best or I'm trying to beat Missouri and this is who gives me the best option I don't know you yeah. you want to jump into some plays
1: sure yeah okay. um yeah so just jumping in that first drive I was you know like okay we're you know moving just a little bit then the third down Cooper gets beaten in a one on one matchup yeah and it's a tackle for loss and it's yeah. just kind of like All right. Well, what do you like? What are you going to do about it? Am I going to bench Cooper? No. Like, he's my best player on, he's my best offensive lineman, probably. But like, but he got beat. So drive is over. Can't take advantage of an interception that we got. Right. And it really, like, it really boils down to that, guys. Like, the reason why you thought we abandoned the run game versus Florida is because we struggled running the ball because guys were getting beat on the line of scrimmage. That's why you thought we abandoned it. It's, it's not because they stopped calling it. The other thing is, too, as a coach, you're like, F, my
0: best offensive lineman just got whipped. Okay. He doesn't start play, making play calls thinking that that's going to happen again. He's like, okay, like it happens, whatever. I still am going to run the ball yeah. because I'm not expecting each each guy to mess up every certain time. Like that's not how they're calling plays. They're calling plays because they're, like you said – this matchup on defense or this spot where we are in, um, in, in the field or in the game. And like, that's just not how it's called. And and as we're getting into this, it was really, it, it was, it would look like pretty sketchy or not sketchy. It looked, um, it just looked different when you're watching the game. You're like, damn, they got three down linemen. We should be pounding the rock at them. If you, when I went back and rewatched it, they had seven in the box almost every time, almost every time they were. So we, it doesn't look like it's a loaded box because they've got three down linemen and that's it. They loaded the box on us. They dared us yeah. to throw the ball. And I want to answer – I forget who it was. I, I apologize. Uh, he's interacted with us before on Twitter. And I, I want to start shouting different people out because I appreciate the questions. And he made a comment about why are more guys not running free this year compared to years past. I think there's a couple things. I, keep, I think we've had some guys running free deep, and Joe hasn't seen them. I think Joe's maybe kidding. we've had – What's that?
1: Joe hasn't hit them.
0: Right. So he hasn't seen them or he hasn't hit them. Maybe the protection hasn't been there. We lost Jalen Hyatt, who's an absolute track star. And so that doesn't help. And the other thing is, too, I do think people are playing deeper. And they're like, make this team earn it. Make this team earn it. Because they're either going to turn it over or they're going to shoot themselves in the foot, which is exactly what we did against Missouri. Continue.
1: Yes, that's exactly that's literally exactly what happened. I agree with you. the three down front um it is kind of misleading uh, to have three guys with their hands in the dirt, but then you got four standing up. It's just like they're kind of covering every gap. um you know, I thought Missouri had a good game plan versus us, but you know you get the ball what four total times in the first half, I think, and you got that three and out to start um you come out the next time we actually finally get the score and you know Dante comes up with an incredible catch I uh, that's another thing where it's like that's not a great throw by Joe it doesn't help Dante a lot in that where Dante really had to come back for it um you know how you win football games Kyler because
0: but but yeah Yeah, people do their job and they make the plays when they're there. And Dante made an outstanding individual effort. That was a winning play in football. And it's unfortunate he got hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, Do we know what else the it was? Has anything come out?
0: No, I haven't seen anything.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, And, you know, some of the – drops that they were doing on defense. They're dropping eight guys into coverage um, and really making it difficult to just find windows. But I thought Joe did a good job on some slants on, I think Rommel did a really good job on his comebacks where he is going to the ball. Like he's not letting anybody cut him off. Um and just making moves on dudes. Like I think that drive is when he made that incredible like just toss the guy off of him and ran down the sideline. Like if he didn't step out, he was Getting even, I mean, maybe twenty more yards on that. Yeah,
0: one. They, they I wrote this down. They mentioned it on that play. Is so a lot of the stuff that we said that were keys of the game were absolutely the keys of the game. You thought we would do good on their on their zone and stretch plays. We didn't. We I thought the I said the linebackers are the key. They played probably their worst game of the year. And then we said if they're playing a lot of man, we got to win on our man routes and and do something. And the defense or Gary Danielson makes a comment to like. The the defense coordinator said we played a little much too much man and got a little too aggressive against Georgia and one guy missed and it hurt us and we're not going to do that so I wanted to shout it out offensively so after that we go we get a hold on first down that kills us it's it's third and ten um I, I felt like squirrel was open I paused this and I sat there and looked at it for a few minutes I felt like squirrel was open on the deep dig I'm not a quarterback there there are times where I'll feel comfortable as a football player. That I'm like, or an ex football player, or a, a, a fan of football, or being around the game, I'm like Joe. That was his number one option. He didn't get it there. He didn't throw it. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if this was open or not because it was a side view compared to the front view, but I still see it. I'm like, that's score white, and that's a lot of open grass. Can we really not fit that in? So yeah, he tried. To it did be-
1: feel. I mean, they they felt like there could have been a break in the zone. Yeah, the and, he, and, he
0: just, and yeah, and he doesn't. You know, he he takes off, and then um, I don't like that when and he did it later in the game where. They tried to call illegal pass because they thought he was past the line of scrimmage and he wasn't. But on this one, he tucks it and ran. And when he tucks it and and runs, he doesn't really keep his eyes downfield. And like the two linebackers converge, and Jacob was just butt naked. Like all he had to do is take three steps, make them converge when he thought, when they thought he was running and just dump it. Mm -hmm. That's the difference where I hope what we've seen from Nico is he going to do that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: So continuing to go on offense.
1: The next drive. We've got a two-minute – kind of a four-minute slash two-minute offense. Like, run the clock out. Get into scoring range before halftime. We're moving. We're moving down the field. Just keeping going, running the ball, passing the ball. And there's a fumble. I mean, Jalen Wright has been so much better this year with ball security. And I cannot be – Adamant enough about how proud i am of jalen wright this is one of those freak fumbles where buddy goes directly at the ball he hit directly on the ball didn't even touch jalen in any other spot the extra guy and it's kind of one of those plays where you're just like mm. like there's not there's not much i wanted to change out of that play right Jalen's holding it like this. He's holding it high and tight. He's getting tackled. He's going down. The guy just barely taps him from the backside and is able to get it out. I can't fault. I can't fault anybody for that. But it's one of those things where it's here is at least a six-point swing. Had three points in her back pocket, and they got three.
0: So I want to shout out before we get there, I love to see the slant uh, coming back where we're hitting our slants and our hitches, and it really is pitch and catch, unfortunately it kind of plays into Missouri's hands. Like, yeah, sure, we're going to give you up a eight, nine-yard slant because we just unfortunately have not gotten one of those slants and house called it. It doesn't matter. Like, I still like to see some of the pitch and catch. And I like that when we have Squirrel on the slot, we run him off and we don't get into this pick play. Pick plays make me nervous because it just – I want to take anything that I can out of the ref's hands. So if you've got Squirrel and he's someone's manned up on him, run him. Just run him and let him clear and trust the guy that's coming in that he's going to beat the guy on the splant, slant. You have a lot of green grass. Joe makes a good throw. They did something that you had mentioned where it was they sent Jalen out. And like you said, they send him out in motion. We like to see stuff worked off that. And they ran a QB draw, and Joe got the first down. And then, yeah, it's, it's Jalen's fumble, and it was brutal. And I felt like after that, Jalen was not in a good headspace, and it did not come off to me that I felt like mm. he was a great teammate after that fumble. Now, I don't know if it was he was mad at himself or what the case may be, but we come back from halftime and they run the pitch play. And I was, and I know we got a lot of people that that are in the Tennessee fan base or that listen to us or comment stuff that you guys love Jalen. I, I love how the guy runs. I, I really, really do. But when your quarterback hits you in the ball with the, with, with, the, or hits you in the chest with the ball and an option and you don't catch it and then you throw your hands up and get mad at him, I hate that shit. Yeah. I, I hate that garbage. It's an option play. You have to be ready until the play is dead. Mm -hmm. Joe played it well Joe got out there He held it He got hit And he hit it He hit you right in the chest It wasn't low It wasn't high It wasn't behind you Don't do that bullshit That is not
1: It's even the thing I've complained about before Of like quarterbacks Leading the pitch To the guy Like Joe did a good job Of like There's no lead Like I'm getting hit Right when I'm giving this to you This is perfect Set up for you
0: yeah, and so I just – I didn't like that crap when he did that as if it was someone else's fault, like that hit you in the chest, and then later on the one that you already mentioned on the swing route and he throws it behind him. I'll be the first to say when Joe doesn't make a good throw. That wasn't that good of a throw. as behind him. But you know what? I will take up for Joe on this one. That hit Jalen in the hands. You have to catch that. I think that is an easier catch if you're running out like a swing route, you know, a banana route, whatever you want to call it, and you're turning and catching, I feel like that is easier to do because then you can kind of just spin with your momentum compared to the ones that we argued about earlier in the season, where you got a guy running this way and the ball's behind you and you're trying to reach back. So then once that happened and he dropped it, he gets mad and he could have been mad at himself, but it was like, damn, man, like hit me with a good pass. It's like, bro, like I just don't like that body language when yeah. Things are going wrong, and it looks like you're getting frustrated with your teammates. I, and, like,
1: and like, he hit Jalen on a it's very similar play out into the flats perfectly early in the game, like yeah. right in stride. And like I said about that play, Mincy's in Joe, like Mincy misses his man, he's in Joe's face. Like that affects the throw. It affects the throw every time.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. So continue on next offense. It was third and 1. We're in shotgun. I don't like that, but I I will say when it's good. Cooper then had a really nice block. Castle had a really nice block. It, I don't know if Jabari was work or I don't know if Javonte Spragins was working up the second level. It looked like he got whipped and then made him way to the second level and Castle came in and picked up the D tackle. Yeah. Really really nice. And then Jabari made a really good a really nice um, individual effort to get the first down. So that's a third and one in shotgun that I was a little nervous about, but they mm-hmm. got it. And then the score, squ- and then that that offensive possession ends by Squirrel and Romel both having back to back drops. Two probably who should be your two most sure-handed people on the team, and they both drop back to back throw good throws from Joe that are first downs.
1: Yeah, so it's like who am I, who am I supposed to get mad at? Like, right. Exactly. Wh- what's going on. Right. I I've got, I've got all of these drives that I can put together and and someone wants to tell me we abandoned the run game and that's why our offense is not doing well. It's like, I've got guys dropping balls on third down. I've got, I've got, I've got offensive tackles just whiffing on their, on their men. I, I I've got just fumbles out the wazoo from people. Like it ain't, Running the ball versus passing the ball, like that's not it.
0: No, Agree. So the, the last offensive possession that I have basically for the game is I have nice for Joe to keep his eyes downfield to Caleb. Nice to work the pocket to Mel Third and one, and this is one we've already talked about. I thought this was the first. Jalen Jalen's fumble was was uh, the the appetizer to to the game, like to to really hurt in the game, and I felt like this was potentially the entree to to kind of killing the game and momentum because I think we score there. It was a – I will be the first to admit, if I see holding and it's on us, I'm like, yeah, it's holding. Like, people want to boo or people are like, no, that's garbage. Like, no, like, it, it was holding. Like, I know yeah. you're a Tennessee fan. Quit trying to argue. This was not holding at all. Like I've already stated, Squirrel did an awesome job. He can't help that he body bagged and pancaked the guy, and Jacob did not even engage the guy long enough to, for it to be holding. You did not see any pulls, and then and then you have um, uh, Jalen. Oh nice yeah, this this, this this is the one where the throw and he gets mad about it.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and and then to finish on offense, the other one about the refs. I listened to it. I played this. I played this play over six or seven times, never once did I hear a whistle before the snap or right when the snap happened. I watched all all three refs. I watched all three refs that are in camera, and all of them are standing. Not only does the ball get snapped, Joey's dropped back. There's a perfect pocket around him, so multiple people are rushing and blitzing, and then they blow it dead. That is absolute horseshit. I will even allow it. I will even say, you know what? I'm not gonna get mad at the refs if they blow the whistle right as it's being snapped, and it's kind of like, hey, hey, we probably got that snap off. I'll, I'll live with that. But Kyler, I'm not going to live with it, and it's and not be acceptable when the snap has been made, our guy has dropped back two or three steps and no. is standing in the fucking pocket. If I'm telling you, bro, if I'm hype, I've I'm doing what I. I'm doing what I talked about earlier on. I'm, I'm calling out Greg Sankey in my weekly meeting. I'm like, the, and I'm talking about that play specifically in the rule books. It says once the ball has been snapped, you can't go back. So plenty of games i watch, whether it's NFL college, my teams, not my teams where there's that little bit of like snap blow, blow, blow. And it's like, okay, we know what they're doing here. They want to replay it. They probably technically didn't blow it in time, but it was close enough. We're not going to argue this one. Bullshit. or you
1: like you see a ref running right yeah or that like you or see that, a ref react and yes. maybe he didn't get it off in time but you see him
0: yes exactly exactly and and it just i'm telling you I, I so people want to be more mad about the Alabama game or some other games this year this one is like like we've talked about with Gabe with Omar, with those holdings, and that one, I, it's it's unacceptable. It is it is absolutely unacceptable. And then that play was the was the dessert to end the game.
1: Yeah, I would say I, I I would say that might be still in the main course. I'd say that pick six is pick six is the dessert uh, to end it.
0: I wasn't watching when the pick six happened. You know me, I can't. I can't well, that was it.
1: that was definitely a uh, turn off the TV when that one happened. Like.
0: I turned it more. off. I turned it off when they gave them when they gave them that fumble and then they went down and scored. I was like, I'm down. I'm not watching this bull crap anymore. So, anyways, yeah. I would love if you don't have anything else on offense. I'd love to jump to uh, to defense.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't have anything else. I, it's yeah. That was just that uh, was just tough, tough, tough. Like you can't those kinds of things on offense. That they're uh, hopefully we're able to explain this. So like, this is not play calling. This is not because we have a different offensive coordinator this year. This is not because hypo has lost it. Like, guys are not executing when they need to. Um, I,
0: I thought I thought the funniest thing about it was the people that were like, "Oh, we miss Golish. Like, hypo calls the fucking plays, guys. Yeah. What are you talking like, about? Um, and even and even if Golish did a really good job of creating plays in the week and handing them to him or helping him game plan okay so we can argue that but none of us know that none of us know that and truly it's not fair to say we miss goalish when we don't have a top 10 draft pick on the offensive line we don't have a really solid player in jerome Carvin. we don't have a litnikoff winner and we don't have a much better quarterback how do we accurately know that we miss goalish so yeah
1: that's true
0: that is just that's just that is just putting stuff in the air that we're never actually going to know unless Heupel himself came out and said it, which he's never going to do because that would be throwing Joey, Joey Halsey under the bus.
1: Yeah, I mean, we literally don't have wide receiver one, two, and three from last year. Right now. And, yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, the, you know, Brew got hurt and Cedric and Jalen are gone. So it's like top three are gone. Yeah. All right, let's jump into defense. I, you know, I titled it Schrader runs rampant. Um, that is a damn good running back. Okay. I want everybody to know that, that he is a good running back. I know he's a short little guy might not seem like it, but he knows where holes are. He knows how to hit them. He knows how to protect himself on tackles. He knows how to get through arm tackles. He understands, uh, body position, he understands that offense well he is an all-around back and they lean on him he was the main part of their offense um i would honestly say if if their quarterback cook had a rolled ankle and their running back didn't play i don't know if they score a lot i don't know if they score like those two were such a huge the quarterback with his legs and that running back were such a huge part of that offense. I don't know if those two things are taken that it like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like Jalen in the game versus Jabari in the game. We're still doing all right. We're still running the football. Dylan Sampson in the game, we're still running the football. That number he was there all like he is it. It reminds me of. High school when we played Heritage, your senior year, my junior year, they had a, a guy on there was a starting middle linebacker and starting running back. He scored every touchdown, he made every tackle, and they beat us twenty-one nothing. And it was all him, all him, nobody else. Um, that's kind of what it felt like from from Schrader. That it is, he's the safety valve. He's the guy running, um, and. <laughs> When I have watched have, the game you, and, you know another,
0: you could have used another example, you don't have to bring that up.
1: <laughs> I thought that was the best example.
0: Um Run your examples by me because that one sucked. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, and you said that like the out the outside zone kind of stuff in to start the game, and I thought through the third quarter. We did a good job on outside like outside zone and outside runs, sweeps and trying to get to the edge. I thought we did a good job. There are two plays in particular on on one of their long drives in the fourth quarter that it's just plain Jane outside zone and they got a body on a body. They blocked up every person and Buddy went for 15, went for 16. Like two plays in a row. Um but a lot of the big runs a lot of the gashes that I was seeing were inside zone were maybe a counter or a power in there um so they saw that outside zone wasn't it but inside zone was and he was hitting that backside B gap like crazy um i just i didn't like our linebackers in their play like you mentioned earlier. I I thought this was one of Beasley's worst games that I've seen. Um also just like Elijah Herring, like Buddy he looked slow out there compared to the other like he so, really did. He looked like he was getting outrun by people. Um there was
0: let me let me say this. And this is not to beat him up. Uh I preface it always by saying the is – thousand times better football player than I ever could have dreamed of. He's still young. So, uh, I mean, he's a true sophomore. Mm. But as of right now, he's kind of who we recruited. He was a three-star guy. We watched this film. We said, yeah, not bad player. Probably not the quickest and and most fast twitch. He's playing right now because there's, there's an injury or two. It's true. And he's played, he's had some some decent plays. He definitely didn't play up to his potential. But I think it very much came into the fact where, as I mentioned last week, there are still some athletic and genetic deficiencies. And where he's looking slow. And if you're slow or slower, you can't have your eyes in the wrong spot. And I and I and I'm talking to you. From personal experience i was not the fastest guy in the world ever i might have been slightly quick at a, at a point in time in my life but my eyes i had to trust my eyes and my angles and instincts because if it was a foot race i'm looking like i'm stuck in mud type deal and so oh, yeah. okay easy killer
1: well no i was i was agreeing with you
0: listen listen
1: you're a listen your your stubby friend over here six four three twenty had to block the fastest people you could ever imagine. Like I, I, I get it, man. I had yeah. to, I had to have great eye discipline, great technique, or I was getting my ass beat.
0: You know what they call? It? They call people technicians for a reason, because that does. You got super freaks, and you got technicians, yeah. and then you got when they put it together, and that's when you get Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 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 but there was the play later in the game. It's a third and ten. And they get it out there. And Elijah breaks on it pretty nice. You're like, okay, he's going to make the tackle, and it's going to be fourth and four. Elijah would not have gotten him down if it was flag, and he would have not gotten him down if it was two-hand touch. I think he only got one hand. There's nothing that Tim Banks can do at that point. There's nothing Coach Heupel can do at that point besides try to recruit somebody better the next year. I mean, they tried to bring in Keenan Peely. He's been injured. They got Arian Carter, who – Maybe would have been a little bit better athletically. I mean, you know, Elijah's still been playing because maybe Arian's not ready mentally. Arian was hurt. No, no, I know, I know, I know he's injured. I'm saying, but before this, before this, because someone could come back and argue and be like, "Well, Eli or Elijah's been playing over Arian." No, I get, I get that. I'm just saying that that. That wasn't his best effort, and he, and he would tell you that he didn't play well. But I'm trying to tell you guys, like, that's kind of who he is so far. Three-star guy, probably going to be more of a lunch pill type dude. You got to give him time to develop even more until his junior and senior year type vibes. But anyways, uh, defensively, nice start. You get some pressure, um, you get a stop, but then um, Nico passes off. Danico, uh, Slaughter passes off, and we got a break. We still bow our necks up. They get a sack, and then they get a pick. And I'm like, okay, great. This couldn't be any better. One thing I do want to note is when uh, Tamarian got hurt, I I really thought that they were going to bump Danico Slaughter in, uh, side, and maybe bring in Brandon Turnage or – um, Warm Burrell on the outside. I think as Tennessee fans, we should be happy that they trusted Jordan Thomas guy. As it's still, he's still somewhat of a younger guy. I guess he's a sophomore, but he's a bigger guy. I think mm-hmm. he is a pretty good athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was happy. I was happy to see that. Um, yeah. Defensively, third and twelve. We don't have a spy, uh, but it was you know that that was frustrating. I felt like. And we'll get to some of that. The third and twelve no five, but then it was a great tackle by Gabe. And Gabe had, we'll get to it, had a really, really great man coverage where he's running on a crossing route. I've said it once on last week's pod. I'll say it again. Gabe has been much better than I expected. And this coaching staff needs to get credit for bringing him in. Yeah. They saw they saw what they had, and they said we think this guy can help. And by golly, I fought him against. I fought him the whole time. Even when we saw him in camp, and he's been a pretty darn solid player.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Uh, third, third two uh, have Gabe on a, to, Oh, okay. Okay. So this is one of these things that this is maybe where I was slightly frustrated with, with Tim Banks. So they have it to where there's three guys, one side, you have a tight end on the line on the right side, you got Jordan Thomas back at safety. You got the other guy shipped in left. They bring a guy in motion. Well, When the guy comes in motion, Gabe is the corner on that side, but they have him inside on a tight end instead of him bumping and following out with the receiver, and Jordan coming down and replacing, Gage stays, and it's the most easiest motion out route and they throw. Thank goodness Jordan came down and made a good tackle because there was really no help behind him. But that mm-hmm. was just something that I didn't like, and that was a good job by Missouri saying, "Hey, that more of that window dressing was bring him in motion, let's show him one thing and do something else." I don't know. Now,
1: do you think that do you think Jordan being in the game changed that? Like changed their uh, no, playing of the motion.
0: No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so because he's he's your nickel, and they had him back at deep safety on that one because of the alignment on his side. He didn't have anyone, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was probably one of those things where the defensive coordinator in practice or on film saying, "Hey, I trust you. You got to get down to make this play. I don't want to have gate bounce." And then my safety's back here. It's like, wait, am I going with him? And then they hit a pop pass with a tight end, or or, or is he going to get down there in time? I, you know, I I don't know. But okay. I, one thing is me, I'm seeing that. And if I see a receiver going out, I want one of my – well, probably my best corner right now, I want him falling and having a safety replacing. Um, then you got third and one and Elijah, and the LB's just – um. They don't shoot. They, you know, they just don't shoot it. I there was a couple times where I saw a Jeremiah uh, snap head back. T. Lander come in and he would take. He took on a double team better than Beasley and Elijah took on regular guys. Some of the times, yeah. I mean. So, and I'm not saying that T. Lander came in and played amazing. I'm just saying that was one play that I noticed that. Uh, Dump off. Uh, Aaron Beasley's there, but Elijah takes bad angle. And so AB forces him inside and Elijah just, isn't there to help.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, like, that was those kinds of plays. I felt they were 11 for 17 on third down overall. I felt that most of their third downs were last options, right? It was either quarterback is dumping off to the last guy. Everybody else is covered or he's running it himself. It's like, as a defense, you did what you're, you took away all of his options and he did, he relied on the very last one to get this first down and he got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and just for example, there was a play earlier for on offense where we ran like a read option and the guy made a tackle on Joe at the line of scrimmage. That's a winning football play compared to our linebackers not even being able to get a hand on him. Yeah. Yeah. So- all that, the, the, the defense still did their job. After that long-ass drive and giving up all that stuff, they still held him to three. So, once again, no matter how long it was and no matter how bad it looked, they, they still got off the field. Um. So, we get back on defense at first and ten. We have another long play uh, back out of the backfield, and it was just another bust of coverage where Nico thinks he's passing off to safety or he's not running with it. Um... Okay, Kyler. This this is this is another thing. It's third and seven. I like the pre snap alignment on this one. We have five down linemen and we have we have one back. And we are showing that we're about to bring a man blitz. Mm-hmm. They have three people to the side. Wesley Walker. It's it's the exact play that we ran two weeks ago where I was making fun of the Kentucky receiver for doing his Instagram off-season workout uh route feet and he never broke Wesley's cushion and Wesley made a great play in man-to-man coverage. So you're Tim Banks and you're like I want to bring some man pressure here. You end up getting the exact same look that you got and you're like how do you not feel pretty good that hey, we stopped it against a pretty good quarterback in Devin Leary? How how do I not call another play that was successful for us? Yeah. And so- They get good pressure, he lets it go, and this time the receiver did a really good job. He stemmed inside, he then evened it out, he then broke, and he then cut. And it was a good throw and catch, and Wesley was there to make the tackle, but he was not there to swat it away like he did against Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That is my thing. You like Tim Banks, and you like William Martinez being like, wow, that was great coverage, good job, William Martinez, you had him in a great spot. Great call there, Tim Banks, you got pressure, and he had to force it out with a man blitz. Now it's two weeks later and it doesn't work out, and you want both of them fired. <laughs> yeah. What what, do you, what 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 do you want? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, it's the same as like we don't win on the road. We just beat Kentucky two weeks ago. What the frick are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh then the only thing I didn't like
0: about this on the touchdown is we had Dominic Bailey and Tyler Barron in the middle compared to the big boys of Amari or Eason or Elijah Simmons. Now Dominic Bailey and Tyler Barron have both played well, but if you're in a goal line situation, three or four yards, I would probably prefer to have, you know, a James Pierce uh, at an end. Unfortunately, Roman Harrison didn't play this game, and I think that hurt because he just—he's such a little Tasmanian devil. Does he gonna? Mm. Are we gonna win the game with him? No, because I still don't think the defense was the issue or the overall issue,
1: yeah,
0: uh, or the issue that lost us the game. But on that one, when we're down there, I would rather have. I'm fine with Dominic Bailey and Tyler Barron being in at the at the at the nose t- or the defensive tackles when it's third, third 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 seven, yeah. not when not when it's second goal from the five.
1: Yeah. I, I I would agree. I noticed that and was just like, damn, Dominic Bailey just got road graded on the double team. Um and that backside B gap and in inside zone, they're running back his aiming point front side A. Backside A, backside B. It all depends on the blocking. It all depends on those linebackers scraping over if they're getting lost in the shuffle. And that backside B gap was open every time. It was, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing frontside, back. I'm pushing frontside, back. And every single time it was open, uh, he was able to get at least nine yards on every single run like that. Um, And it's just... Where are you fitting? Where are you disrupting on the D line? Uh, and, you know, that has nothing to do with the play call. It's all about like what kind of technique and what gap are you staying in? Do you have gap integrity?
0: Yeah. Third, didn't continue on defense. You got a third and six. We blitz. Cook makes a play. I said it's a little foreshadowing for later in the game when they're in the re- in the end zone and we blitz inside. Um, on this play, though, we we dropped James Pierce back and – once again I said it last last week two weeks ago no. you got to rush him you got to rush him you have to rush him if you want to play if you want to make that play call he has to be on the other end and rushing and you let yeah. someone else now I'll give J- I'll give James Pierce credit I thought he dropped back very well which is not a surprise because he's a freak athlete he's long he's lean he's mean I thought his eyes were in the good spot which is Really, the only thing uh, that you could hurt him as a freak athlete, but I thought his eyes were in the good spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, third and six, Omar makes a play, gets a sack, and um, Aaron Beasley and JP look keyed in on the run on that time, which was nice to see. So we brought four. He did try to step up. It looked like James Pierce, who was dropped back again, unfortunately, and Aaron Beasley, they looked like they keyed on it, were coming up on Cook Quick, but Omar made the sack.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it and it's it's plays of that nature it's it's the sacks that you see that as a defensive coordinator or as just a coach you go well do it again like wh- i rushed four and you got a sack that time like i rushed four again now we're down now we're backed up they're backed up at the end zone and the guy runs it out for 15 yards and it's like how like as a defensive coordinator what like i guess i could have spied more, but like I, you know, my D line is my strength. Yeah. No, yeah,
0: exactly. We're back at defense. Uh Nico, I think this was the one where I meant Danico allows the run by again, and then they get down there. It's more window dressing. Guy in motion. Then they call it, they fake the toss. Our guys were just lost. Cook walks in, he's 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 untouched. Our our, our eyes weren't good. We got blown off blocks. It was a disaster. Going going down to the next defense possession, uh, Aaron Beasley got caught in traffic pretty poorly. It looked like he tried to jump in one gap. By the time he realized what it was, it was too late. Um, and then I've we've already talked about the, how I hated the call on Omar Norman lot. Uh third and 10. We've already talked about Elijah in open space. He wasn't touching him in two-hand touch or flag no. football. No. Uh and great job to get a stop for a field goal. It was it was a still two-possession game. It was seven to twenty-two. It was a two possession game, and I think there were still, I don't know, eight, nine, ten minutes left in the third quarter. Plenty of time for a Josh Heupel offense to get it together, and unfortunately they didn't. Okay, third ten. Uh, I did hear Jimmy Himes again making a comment about how dumb he thought it was to bring an inside blitz on this one and Cook got outside. And I would come back to Jimmy and say – And I know he thought it was dumb. And when I was watching it on TV, it did look dumb. But I've gone back and rewatched it. And I see that the last time we brought people on the outside, Cook stepped up on the inside Mm -hmm. and got away.
1: He was loving the inside.
0: Then you had the two sacks that we've talked about where he tried to step up inside again and we made it. So if you're Tim Banks, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I brought some outside pressure, whether it was outside pressure or we didn't keep our gap integrity on our on our rush lanes, and he stepped up. Then there's two more times where he tried to step up, and we made the sacks. All he's thinking is, like, i got to get someone in this guy's face. I want a safety, or I want him to, to throw this. I don't know if Gary Danielson knows for sure. Gary proclaimed that it was a run all the way where he dropped back, sucks him in, and then rolls to the right. I don't know if that's the case or not, but we rush him inside, he gets outside. Another thing that you see is it's one of these blitzes where Joshua, Joshua Joseph is on the line. And he acts like he's – he's literally on the line like, it, like an end.
1: Mm-hmm. He takes
0: one step like he's coming and he drops back. So it's one of our funky blitzes. And it's really unfortunate because he's on the left side. He drops back and Cook is running to the right. Sometimes that's what happens in football. You call a blitz and they call a screen right over your head behind it. it you just get – You just get fortunate. Now, the one thing that I will say that I did see while watching it, and I could slightly agree with Jimmy, and re-watching it, I would still say, like, I think you have to have one spy there. I I think having someone who is athletic enough to spy on at least third and eight, third and nine-plus was a must. Whether you got to take Beasley and T-Lander – or Elijah Herring out, and you got to put a Jordan Thomas in there, or you got to say, "Hey uh, Wesley Walker, I got to drop you down," or whoever you think is your best player in space. I don't give a shit, Kyler. If they got to put James Pierce in there and say, "Hey man, you're going to be around the middle linebacker spot," you got to just spy him. You got to do what you got to do. And so that's- yeah, like
1: I, I was almost like, I, like I wouldn't care if they had, you know, James lined up at D end, and they dropped him to the middle of the field. And he played right. as a spy, and maybe they sent one extra off of the edge on the other side. And like, just hey, I got four rushers, I got one guy back. I, you know, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, you know, the defense does a good enough job to force third down, but they can't get off the field. They could not get off the field on those long drives.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's and it, like I said, it's dump offs that are happening, and it's Cook just working with his legs. Yeah, and. You know, just a few of those change. It changes the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Stop a couple why, of those.
0: That's why I tweeted it at halftime that third down was killer. Um, they were just really good on third down. They called a money down for a reason. You got to get off the field. Uh third and four, I saw this stat. They were three or four, which is 75% on third downs that were eight or plus yards. That's that's even more brutal. A third and three, okay, I get it. They're going to run a little play action dump. They're going to get it. third and eight plus. So third and tens, third and elevens, third and eight. Some of the ones I remember.
1: That's that's you can't you can't you can't have that. I want to know how many of those were converted
0: by a by a run by Cook. Okay. Yeah. Probably more than probably more than than not. Yeah. Um, finish up on defense. Great hit by Elijah. I see that you're still playing hard, Elijah Simmons. That is, he murdered the guy. Uh, great man-to-man coverage by Gabe, which we've already talked about. Third and 11, you did get off the field on this one because you tipped the pass, and it's still a two-possession game with 11 minutes and 41 seconds.
1: Yep. Um, And then you got the the fumble drive. Yeah. And then, you know, next drive they come out, they they start absolutely just running the ball. And then, of course, the last play for a touchdown is a play-action pass, just roll out, and everyone falls for the run, every single person on defense.
0: So let me – I've talked a lot, and I'll, I'll be quiet here, and I'm going to hear some of your thoughts about uh, what's next. And, you know, if you think the team quit, I think I heard some people say, oh, this team quit or this team laid down. I probably can't accurately say that because I turned it off uh, with – I don't know how much time was left in the fourth quarter. I felt like on that last one, the defense was just pretty much gassed. Like I said, I felt like the defense had done enough to win the game – I've been on defenses where I felt like we've done enough and the offense has just has done nothing all game. Mm. And it's kind of like, what what else do you want? And I don't think it's a give up. I think it's just a subconscious thing where you're still playing and you're playing hard, but you don't have that same juice. You don't have that same no, bite. You,
1: you know the writing's on the wall. You're down four scores with five minutes left. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. You know what? You're playing for your own – pride as a, as a D one athlete, but like you understand what's going on. You, you know, I, I don't, I turned the game off after the pick and I didn't watch anything after the pick. I don't need to, I don't need to watch that to determine how I feel about these players on the team. I, that's, that doesn't tell me anything. I, I know where they're at. I know how they're feeling in that moment. They feel demoralized that half of them, I'm sure, feel they let the team down, which they did on some plays. Um, I've let the team down before on plays where I missed my guy, right? Caused a sack or I was a, had a penalty that ruined a drive. Like, it happens. You know what? How can you bounce back from that? Let's see what kind of person you are the next week. But, yeah, that shit happens. I think
0: that if you want to say a team's quit – like quit on a coach or quit or whatever, I think that's more of not at the end of the game where there's five minutes to go and there's a writing on the wall. You know what I mean? Like they're still going to be out there playing. They're still going to be reading the keys. They're still going to be making the play. Like I said, I think the best way to explain is you just don't have that same intensity. You don't have that same bite. You're gassed. You've given everything you had physically, mentally, and it's just just done. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there's just some time left on the clock. So you try to give it your best effort, but it probably is not going to look that way. Yeah. I think I think if you want to comment on a team's quitting is if they come out and they get their ass beat, and then the next couple of games they just look uninterested. That's that's when someone's quit on a season or on a team or on a coach. Yeah. So uh, sorry again, but what, what do you what do you think's next? Or what you make comments about? Whether you think people should be fired or who's on a hot seat or what we it means for the season, what, whatever you think, what's next?
1: Yeah, I think, the, I think the, all the discussions in everybody's head is, you know, what's the issue with Heupel? Um, You know, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with Tim Banks? Tim Banks needs to go. Um, you know, we need a better offensive coordinator in there. Like Joey doesn't know what he's doing with quarterbacks. Um, a lot of stuff that is, I think, really boils down to the hurt that everyone has felt for so long when Tennessee has had losses like this of well we gotta get rid of somebody and it's just listen guys you know I I saw tweets of like, hey you can't just stay with the same guys the whole time because they were your guys right because those are your guys that you brought in like you gotta bring in fresh blood you gotta you gotta find other coaches um, from different places and I'm like, right. That's exactly what Butch Jones did. He dropped, he literally fired everyone he brought in with him and hired all new coaches. And how did that turn out? Like you can't say blatant state like blanket statements like that. You cannot say a certain guy is a bad coach because of this game and only this game, you need to look at the entire body of work as it comes to what's next. This Program is in a fantastic spot right now. Um, there is still a Georgia team right now that is getting ready at their facility and watching film and being told this team will beat you if you are not careful. Don't get it twisted. That could definitely happen. There, there is possibilities of Tennessee winning this game versus Georgia. Now, do they have to play? A almost perfect game? Yes. Do they have to stop getting penalized so much? Yes. Do they need to take care of the football better? Yes. But if they do those things, they can definitely win the game. So when it comes to this program and the, oh, we need a turnaround. Oh, we need something new. No, no, we don't. I I trust Hypo completely. He's done a fantastic job in recruiting. He's done a great job in the transfer portal. He has a once-in-a-lifetime talent at quarterback who's going to be the, you know, preseason favorite to win all the awards next year. It It is a great spot for Tennessee to be in. I hate the fact that we lost to Missouri. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think we would. But we deserved that. By the play of our guys, we deserved that loss. Like, that's that's just how it is. You guys did not play well enough to win that game. Um, I hate to, I, I hate losing. But
0: if we had played well and they just kicked a last second field goal, it would have hurt. It would have hurt, but it wouldn't have hurt. Probably uh, it would have been a it would have been a really rough sting, but this one's more frustrating in the way it's like, damn! I thought we were past this. I thought we were pa- past the bad execution, and then, like I said, this game just made me realize, like, yo, like this is who this team is. Like, trust what they've shown you. They're they're a little inconsistent. They have a lack of execution at, at times. We still have a lack of of just raw talent out there. But mm-hmm. I, I I am with you. I I'm so happy you brought up the Butch thing and I don't want this to come off uh, bad towards fans, but if I was a coach, if I was an athletic director, there are some things I'm going to listen to the fans about. You know, like if I'm an athletic director, like what's some things you guys want or what do you want to see? You want the ball things back up. You want this, like, cool, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. But if I'm ever hearing fans mention that we got to get rid of this guy, you got to fire this guy or this, and I don't believe it, I'm not doing it. mm and, and that's not to sound egotistical or arrogant, but if I've been entrusted to be the athletic director or the head coach, I'm going to do my best and do what I think is best for this program, for this team, because that's what I was hired to do. And one of the issues and what killed Butch and what everyone talks about killing Butch is that he listened to the outside world too much. He got too sensitive. So it's what, you know, w- w- what do you want? You want a coach that listens to you? Yeah. Because... because You know, the one two times ago, he did listen to you and it didn't end up well. I never thought, I thought John Jancic was doing a pretty solid job. Matter of fact, if you want to go look at the numbers, he let John Jancic go. Bob Shoup comes in and our defense wasn't as good. Um, And I think that's one thing I like about Hypo is that he's loyal to his dudes. If he thinks those are who he can win with and he trusts them, I'm cool with that. He doesn't seem the vibe to me of I want yes men around me. I, I, he just doesn't give that persona off. He doesn't come off like he's uh, insecure or whatever the case may be, so he needs a bunch of yes guys. I, he just doesn't give that vibe off. I don't know. I don't have a way of knowing that. I'm not in the building with him every day Yeah, as the thing. And so if fans get mad because they feel like they want change and he's not making change, well, I'm sorry, guys. You're not the athletic director and, and you're not the head coach. Now I get it. A lot of people spend a lot, a lot of money, to go to games, to be season tickets, to donate, to do NIL now. So I get it. So your voice needs to be heard. But my thing is, if you're not happy with the product, just don't go to the game. Don't don't, don't spend the money. Don't do these things. And you can voice it a little bit. But I think that's why some coaches just get so annoyed with some of this nonsense because they're like, oh, can fire this guy, fire that guy. This guy sucks. And it's like. I just don't know if like I just you just don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not talking about everyone. I I'm, I'm just saying No, yeah. Saying. And and it's every fan base, it's not just Tennessee, it's 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 no. every fan. Base. But they just sometimes sometimes it's competition. You had a bad game. All yeah. it's not perfect. If you're a, you know, you're a, you know, whatever you do for your job, every day you go in, you don't crush it, you don't do awesome. If you ever play a sport, whether it's golf or pickleball or whatever the hell you you know like to do nowadays, sometimes you're not as good at it and I just um I'm just happy you brought that up because I want him to do what he thinks is best and not what maybe other people think.
1: And Definitely. I think, I trust your guys. Don't don't sway from that. Believe believe in in what you brought in. Um, and
0: and really, Kyler, the last thing I was going to say on my little soapbox moment there. The only other thing that he has to do, which is captain obvious is you just got to continue to get better recruits in that seriously I I personally feel like he is really good at building a culture I think he's really good on game day so the last missing piece is get raw nasty dudes in here so that when you call a play it's executed really well because you got a bunch of awesome offensive linemen who block well and have good hand placement and are technicians and you got a guy that can catch an out route and instead of catching it for eight yards and taking it to 12, he catches it at eight yards and he goes 50 to the house. That's the difference. That's the difference.
1: It really is. I mean, you need, you need that breaking point out of your, out of your players. So, you know, as it, as it comes to what's next, you know, you try and finish out the season as well as you can, you got two more games to compete um, and then look for the best bowl opportunity you can, Uh, you know, and, I don't know how it plays out, but maybe the bowl game is an opportunity for Nico. Maybe Joe sits out in a way that it's, hey, a lot of the older guys sit out because they want to be ready for the draft or whatever. And it does end up where Nico gets a start in a bowl game. I mean, that's a pretty good thing to look forward to. Um, the season didn't go how we wanted it to, but... Did we expect this team to be just as good as last year's team? Because last year's team went 10 and 2.
0: And they were special.
1: That's and they real. were special, special. SEC player of the year, Litnikoff award winner, top 10 pick. It was a special team. So, yeah,
0: I, I think Jawan Jennings, that we all love, I think he said it best when they asked him when he was here and they, they dropped some games. He's like, I didn't sign up for a five-game fight. I signed up for a 12-game fight. I'm here for 12 games. I'm fighting my ass off for this season. You got a great opportunity. And there's nothing more than as a competitor. if I Personally, if I lose, if I can't go play that same team or that same person again and get my revenge like Missouri got on us for beating their ass the past two years, if i can't go back and play them again then damn it there's nothing better than the number one team in the nation coming out here and saying all right let's can let it rip go out here and offensively hit someone in the mouth and execute and defensively i hope you execute but just take the fight to them that that's yeah. what i want to see from our front seven
1: on this game not be passive do not be passive
0: go catch somebody in the mouth man the coaches always used to say if you're gonna make a mistake." Make it going a hundred miles an hour.
1: Yeah, best part about football: moving a man against his will. Yeah. See you, brother. All right, man. See ya. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We would love to see them. I uh, love if you guys have any questions. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download, re-download, uh, share uh, with all your friends. Um, and follow us on all those listening platforms. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media at pancakes and bacon for our main account on Twitter at pancakes and bacon underscore RTI on Instagram uh, for Reed, it is just at our bacon 26 on Twitter for myself. It is just at Kyler Kerbison on all social media. So check me out there uh, and just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us through this and hopefully we're able to give you uh, some tidbits of information, some perspective to think on. Um, But uh, as always, go Vols.